to the Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left, press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, old Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Spender underscore Trevor. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Trilogy underscore pod. And we are back for another week. And this week, we have mandatory minicamps coming up this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the scheduled practices. Obviously, we won't get into that because that hasn't happened as I'm recording this on Monday. Um, But just something to look out for. Keep your eye on Twitter. Um, This is something that is more open to the media rather than OTAs, which is like basically once a week. They're open to the media. All the practices that happen are open to the media this week, so that'll be interesting and exciting to hear stuff coming out of minicamp. Notably, sometimes, actually most of the time, all the time, uh, Thursday uh, practice gets canceled for like team bonding stuff. Um, So for sure, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have a lot of stuff to keep an eye on on Twitter um, or wherever you get your media, you know, on different podcasts, you know, all that kind of stuff, trying to parse and get some information from uh, this Packers team in 2023. So keep an eye out for that. So speaking of this Packers team, I've <clears throat> I've heard this a couple different times, um, and I'm not going to spend the whole podcast on it, but I wanted to spend a brief time talking about this idea of developmenting our guys or bringing in some new guys, um, specifically older guys, some veterans, to come in um, and be leaders on this team and you know teach this team how to win, which I do think is important because I think teams have to learn that every single year. The teams aren't exactly the same every single year. There's always turnover. There's always things that happen that make each team every single year be different. Um, the leaders on the team could be different, you know, you might lose a big locker room guy, even though they might not have been, um, you know, huge production on the field, but they were a huge part of your locker room, your culture that you've built. And now you kind of have to rebuild that culture and build a winning culture. And I do think that's important for every team every single year. And I do think it's going to be especially important for the Packers this year because there has been a ton of turnover if you think about it you know obviously trading Aaron Rodgers to the Jets so now we're moving on to Jordan Love you know we've we lose some veterans like Adrian Amos we lose you know Randall Cobb Alan Lazard you know not the creme de la creme of 
production on the field in 2022. Obviously, still all pretty good players. I mean, Randall Cobb is is up there. He's not the player he used to be at this point in his career. But they were all very, very important in that locker room. And that means that there's new guys that need to step up. And guys like Christian Watson, Jordan Love, um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, can a guy like Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, you know, coming into their second year, or even, you know, like a Devondre Campbell become more of an integral part of this team? You know, he's been on the team now, so be his third year in 2023. And obviously, he was incredible in 2021. Took a little bit of a step back, and we get him back production-wise, but also be a huge leader and be a part of the culture of this team that's going to get them to start winning football games in 2023 because it is such a different team than it was last year. So I do think that veterans can play an important role in that. But there's also this thing called development, right? The Packers are a very, very young team. There is no question about that. They are very, very young at the vast majority of positions. You know, if you look at outside of, you know, edge two, once Rashawn Gary gets back and Preston Smith, he's older, uh, David Bakhtiari. And then who's your next oldest guy, Aaron Jones? <laughs> um, and, you know, he's obviously still got quite a bit in the tank, you know, Maybe Kenny Clark, maybe, obviously, he's been on the team the longest outside of those guys. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of young guys on your team. And, obviously, you have some older players. I think Jair Alexander, Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, Elton Jenkins can all play a, a veteran role on this team. But they're still your, they're part of your core, right? They're part of your core guys that you can still build around for the next two, three, four years, right? So... I do think there is this development thing where you want to bring guys in, but you also want these now super young guys like Christian Watson, Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, your rookie tight ends and Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, you know, Jaden Reed, you know, the rest of the <laughs> the young wide receiver core, Samari Toure, Grant Bose, uh, Dontavian Wicks, you know, all of the guys, right? You need to have this development with these guys, and they need to develop with Jordan Love. So I think, you know, at certain positions, I think wide, uh, wide receiver is one of them where you really want to develop that group, right? Um, I do think the one thing I thought of with the wide receiver group in particular is this wide receiver core is so young, <laughs> Um, obviously Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are your, your veterans in this wide receiver core. So for me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take away from development. It would actually help them if you get a veteran in this room, just to like allow them to, you know, have someone to, to lean on a little bit. And this will also help Jordan Love, I think too, like a, another go-to guy. I think Romeo Dobbs is becoming that in training camp, but, um, you know, obviously, I think there could be another someone could come in and be helpful. And I'm not obviously not this player in particularly, but I do think a player like Alan Lazard would be great. You know, a guy that you can have as your third option 
and be consistent. Obviously, that might take away snaps from guys like Jaden Reed, uh, Dontavian Wicks, Grant DeBose, Samari Toure, all those guys that can take snaps away from them, yes. And again, we don't really want to do that, but I do think it'll be the best for the other two wide receivers in uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, and then also be the best for Jordan Love. Because you just need guys to throw to and guys you can trust, and a veteran in the mold of Alan Lazard, like just a guy that goes out there and gets you your seven yards on third and five or third and six, right? Just knows where the sticks are, reliable, always going to be in the right place at the right time. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking of if you want a veteran at that position. Now, flipping to the tight end side, I am actually completely okay with not bringing in a tight end. Now, if they do, it's got to be Big Dog, right? Because Big Dog isn't going to take away um, from the passing opportunities from Luke Musgrave, from Tucker Craft, like a wide receiver three would um, with those younger wide receivers, right? Um, Because Mercedes Lewis is going to be your basically sixth offensive lineman, right? He's coming in there. He can make some plays here and there. Obviously, he'll catch the ball when it's thrown to him. He'll get the yards that are available to him, but he's just not going to get any more, and that's fine. That's a great player to have, and but I think that's about the only player that makes sense to bring in a veteran in this tight end group. Um, I just I think you have to let these guys develop, and just getting them on the field is going to be the best-case scenario, and Mercedes Lewis might be the best-case scenario because that's going to allow them to keep getting on the field, but now you're getting this insane development from these guys from basically another player that is essentially a coach because, yes, he can still play, and I do think he's valuable to have out there, especially when you're running the football, but he's also a guy that has just so much knowledge that he's going to be able to help these young tight ends very, very well. Um, The rest of the offense, you know, if you bring in a veteran on the rest of the offense, I think it's a backup quarterback. Like, if you look at the offensive line, I think you want to develop some of your younger guys, and I think the top five is good, and then you just need to develop to have, you know, your swing tackles, your backup interior guys, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Running backs, I don't think we need to bring anyone in. Obviously, Aaron Jones, he's a veteran guy already, and then you have A.J. Dillon. I, I think that backfield's great, and then, you know, whatever. If it's Lou Nichols is your third or Patrick Taylor or whoever's your third, I think is fine. You definitely don't need any veteran presence there. So basically, on the offensive side, maybe a backup quarterback. I think that would make a lot of sense rather than, you know, if Jordan Love tweaks an ankle and has to sit for, you know, three quarters because he did it in the second quarter. Um, now you have to bring in Sean Clifford or Danny Etling. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe, you know, signing a veteran guy that you can trust to at least move your offense and give you a chance to win a football game rather than Sean Clifford or Danny Etling. I just don't have a lot of faith in those two guys at this point. Um, so that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Backup quarterback, you know, a third or fourth option wide receiver, and then a blocking only tight end essentially on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, maybe a rotational defensive lineman just to have some consistency there. Uh, But I do think you still want to grow guys like Carl Brooks, Lucas Van Ness, 
Kobe Wooden, Devontae Wyatt. You want to grow those guys and you want those to get opportunities, so you don't want to bring in a big name. But it, it could make some sense to bring in a guy to help you know, just with consistency purposes and being able to shuffle guys in and out. And eventually, you know, that's going to help Kenny Clark as well. So I do think that could make some sense, but to me, it can't be a big name. It needs to be kind of a glue guy that can go out and give you some production, but isn't going to be a world beater that you absolutely have to have on the, on the field. Um, because you want to have some development in these young guys unless you can go get a world beater, but I don't think that's going to happen for the Packers. Um, linebacker, I think we're kind of good. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, uh, they're not going to you know, go three linebackers at any point, off-ball linebackers anyways. Edge guys, I'm kind of good. You have your veteran already in that group in Preston Smith. Then you have your young ascending superstar in Rashawn Gary, and... Then Lucas Van Ness, who could be another young ascending superstar. That would be amazing. Um, and then you have guys like Kingsley Nigbare and Justin Hollins. They're five deep there. Obviously, Justin Hollins you don't want starting. But you can trust the, that guy to go out and give you rotational steps, especially early in the season when we're not exactly sure when Rashawn Gary is going to be back. So we've covered the, the front seven there uh, for the defense cornerback you can always use more cornerbacks like I if you get a rotational cornerback veteran I don't think that's a dumb idea I think that could work um, but he's not going to provide a lot of snaps for you just knowing that you have Eric Stokes Jay Alexander Rasul Douglas you know obviously there's not a lot of times you're going to need a fourth on the field um, but or maybe they're just kind of there for injury purposes and all that kind of stuff so I mean cornerback it's not really a high-leverage veteran either. The only position on the defense that could really use like a legit starting caliber guy is at the safety position because we have Darnell Savage and seventh-round pick Anthony Johnson Jr. Like, There's Rudy Ford, obviously. I think Keyshawn Nixon could play a role, but I think he's going to play more of that star, like you know, box safety, slot corner, all that kind of stuff. So... I, I, I don't think Keyshawn Nixon is going to play deep very often. So it's like Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson Jr., Darnell Savage. Like that, that we could use someone that is a, a true professional, a veteran that can come in and be solid. Basically, the 2019 version of Adrian Amos, who came in and was just solid. Allowed Darnell Savage to play as a rookie and, and be kind of free because he can just go try to make plays because he knows we got steady Eddie back there and Adrian Amos, right? So that's the kind of player I'm looking for um, to allow Darnell Savage to get back to that point of just like being able to go make plays, but also just to be comfortable <laughs> in having uh, safety back there that you can trust, right? If you're Jair Alexander and you have, you know, Adrian Amos back there of 2019, you can trust he's going to be there, you know, and all of a sudden, they do a double move. You're going to jump that double move knowing that you have a safety over the top. Those types of things. It just allows the cornerbacks to play a little bit better, a little bit more aggressive, How and that's how they want to play anyways. So I think that that would make a ton of sense. So that's the big um, spot where I think a veteran could be very, very helpful for this team. Not only to reset the culture and, and bring in a winning culture, but have a true, true impact on this team on the field. 
So moving along, I, I talked a little bit about the tight ends, and I said basically outside of Mercedes Lewis, I don't think there's a guy you want to bring in in this tight end group. And the reason was is I looked at because I feel like the tight end usage in Baltimore is in 2022 is going to be pretty similar to what the Packers do in 2023, right? So obviously in 2022, the Ravens, the wide receiver core is not anything spectacular, right? So they have Devin DuVernay, they have Andy Isabella, they have Demarcus Robinson, Rashad Bateman, Deshaun Jackson, James Prochet, Tylen Wallace, and Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was for three games. Um, obviously, Deshaun Jackson is pretty old at this point, so he's not going to be a big impact. But they didn't, just flat out, did not have wide receivers, right? They did not have productive, great wide receivers to throw the ball to. And then on top of that, you have, granted, he only played 12 of the games, but you have Lamar Jackson who wants to run, right? You have Tyler Huntley who came in and started four of the games that uh, Lamar was gone, you know, and he he will run the ball as well, you know. And then they also hand off the ball a good amount to, you know, Kenyon Drake, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, all those guys, right? So they run the ball a lot, and they didn't have wide receivers. Now, I'm not saying the Packers don't have wide receivers, but I do think it makes a lot of sense for a first-year starter to rely on his outlets, on his tight ends and running backs, right? So I do think the volume, even though it's going to be a different volume than Mark Andrews, you know, gets, right? He's not. There's not going to be a Packer player, a Packer tight end that gets 100 plus targets, most likely. But it's going to kind of spread the wealth kind of situation, and it's going to be a lot of the, you know, tight end leaks and, you know, those types of things that are going to get it rather than Mark Andrews, who's running seams all the time, and, and that's how he's getting his yards. Obviously, I do think Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft could do that and definitely have that a part of their game. I just don't know how much they'll be doing that in 2023. So, like I said, I think the, the way the tight ends are used in terms of the pure – volume that Baltimore tight ends got I think is a nice little comparison to what 2023 Packers tight ends will get so I just wanted to go through quickly so Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely was their rookie tight end from last year okay so Mark Andrews stats for 2022 he had 113 targets for 73 receptions 847 yards that gives him a 1.6 yards per reception. He had five touchdowns and his long reception being 36 yards. Now, Isaiah Likely had 60 targets, so a little more than half. Um, 36 receptions, basically half of his of Mark Andrews' receptions. And then 373 yards, so less than half of Mark Andrews' yards. 10.4 yards per reception. 1.2 yards less than Mark Andrews, and three touchdowns, two less than Mark Andrews, and then he had a 34-yard long reception. So it's obviously Mark Andrews is getting a lot more targets, and Isaiah likely didn't get – he didn't really come on till you know, mid to end of the year, and if you paid attention, that's when it wasn't 
Lamar Jackson. It was Tyler Huntley, who Tyler Huntley is, you know, he's not a, he's not a preferred starter. That's just fact, but you know, he's a guy that I think he's kind of in that same era as, you know, Jordan Love. Obviously he came into the league in 2020, same year Jordan Love came in, but he's got a little bit more playing time because he started four in 2021. He started four in 2022. Um, So obviously I think he has a little bit more playing time, but a similar type of player, right? Where he's not established by any stretch of the imagination and he's just kind of, kind of, you know, do the bare minimum. I think Jordan Love can do a lot more than that. Don't get me wrong. I think Jordan Love and, and will think that Jordan Love will do a lot more than that um, than Tyler Huntley can because he's a better quarterback than Tyler Huntley. No doubt about it in my mind. But what I'm trying to say is that Isaiah Likely was a big part of the offense when Tyler Huntley came in because that was his outlet, right? Isaiah Likely was his outlet. He's a little bit... Um, he's he's not a great athlete either. His RAS score was 4.86. His only elite trait athletically was his explosion grade, which is his vertical and his broad jump were both great. Um, and they were almost identical to what Luke Musgrave did. The vertical was exactly the same. Broad jump, Luke Musgrave did better. And then Luke Musgrave also has good size, good agility and elite speed that four six one forty in comparison um the rest of isaiah Likely's scores are okay or poor and his 40-yard dash was four eight so 0.2 slower than luke musgrave so he's getting all these targets from a young quarterback that's just trying to find his outlet right so why can't luke musgrave come in and produce better than isaiah Likely's score he's got He's more athletic. He likely is going to have to play more early on than likely did in Baltimore. Um, So I think it wouldn't be crazy to think, you know, he gets 85 targets, you know, 45 catches for 550, you know, 600 yards, something like that, right? And let's say five touchdowns. And you're getting pretty excited about Luke Musgrave if he comes out and does that in year one, right? So I like I just think this is a good comparison. I don't think it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think even though rookie tight ends notoriously are never good, right? Um, Isaiah likely even his stat line isn't fantastic. You know, under 400 yards, three touchdowns. You know, not fantastic by any means, but I think this gives me a, a kind of baseline for what I expect out of Luke Musgrave. If he just does what I expect, it's kind of what Isaiah likely did last year. Um, and it and maybe that's because he comes in, he doesn't look good early, and then you know after the bye, he starts to put it together a little bit, and he starts to get involved in the offense a little more. And by the end of the year, you know he's kind of the, the guy that we expect him to be coming in, right? So I expect Luke Musgrave to get kind of Isaiah Likely's stats um, the only thing that could throw a wrench into things is Tucker Craft looks great early on, and he's the guy that gets all the targets. And I would not be mad about that at all. Um, and Tucker Craft is basically a very similar level athlete to Luke Musgrave, and he, they're both better athletes than 
Isaiah Likely. Obviously, you don't have to deal with a Mark Andrews, but you do have Romeo Dobbs. You do have Christian Watson, who are command a lot of targets. You have Aaron Jones out of the backfield, who's going to get a lot of those dump-off passes. A.J. Dillon can do you know, those little swing screens and things like that as well. So obviously, it's not perfect, but I do think this gives us an idea of what to look for. And I personally think the Packers are going to use their tight ends a lot. Matt LaFleur loves to use his tight ends. We saw it less and less in the Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers era. You know, it started out, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021. It felt like we were using him quite a bit. And then all of a sudden, 2022, or maybe 2021, 2022, we started to see it a lot less, you know, um, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't want to do all that motion. He didn't want all that play action from center that, you know, is a naked boot and those types of things. He didn't want all of that kind of stuff where the tight ends are leaking out. Um, so I just don't think we use them in the same way that we will in 2023. So uh, that's a long way of saying that I think one of Tucker Craft or Luke Musgrave is going to come out and ball out in year one. And I hope it's both of them. I, I hope we can, you know, they each get 60 targets and 400 yards, right? You know, that'd be great. 60, 70 targets, whatever it happens to be. But I do think it'll be interesting to watch. And like I said, I do think this um, Baltimore Ravens comparison is not, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about how the offenses will be run because, you know, we don't have Lamar Jackson. We're not running the ball like that, right? But I do think the amount, you know, and obviously in Baltimore, a lot of the targets go to Mark Andrews because he just commands that amount of targets whereas I think in Green Bay it's going to be more of like Matt LaFleur is calling plays for these guys and and scheming them open that's that's why they're going to get their targets so it's going to happen in a little different ways but it's going to be a run heavy team that relies on their tight ends not in the same way as Baltimore but I do think that's what we're going to see in 2023 from Jordan Love in the Green Bay Packers. We're going to be back next week, as always, coming back on Tuesdays every week. Um, and we're going to have some minicamp to talk about next week. And hopefully there's a lot of information that we can glean from that. But obviously still June. And, you know, it's not true training camp yet. It's minicamp. So we'll see what happens. But Hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about there. Hopefully we'll have some guys that are stepping up. Maybe some guys that need to start stepping up a little bit more. And we'll get to all of that next week. But until then, Go Pack Go!